What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? It is Justin Treese and Dan Kiefer here for another episode of Talking Football, Gamblers Anonymous. Yes, we are missing Austin right now. I'm going to be honest with all of you. We don't know where he's at. He was supposed to be here. We don't know. We don't he's, know. He's, we'll a, he's out there somewhere. He's, he, he may or may not pop in randomly at some point. Yeah, we hope so, because it's going to be great podcasting. Um, knowing Austin, he probably lost his laptop, because that's happened numerous times at this point. So... Love to see it. Love to see it. So what a weekend, man. Fantastic college football games. Fantastic. Upsets everywhere. It was awesome. Like must watch TV. And then you go to Sunday and you're like, hey, NFL has to step up. There's been two fantastic weeks of college football. And what do you know? They go above and beyond. It was a great Sunday of football, all these close games, all these overtime games. It was just like bets were going left and right. It was fantastic. So Dan, favorite part of the weekend hit me. Honestly. And I am so sorry to the fans of this team, but there's certain things that need to happen for you to know football is back. One of which is the Atlanta Falcons blowing a double digit fourth quarter lead. I'm sorry, Falcons fans. I think long-term you're on the right path, but you got to finish guys. You just absolutely need to learn how to finish. But yeah, like I, it's something special about seeing things happen like that. We're like, Oh yes, we're, we're back. We're back. We're back. Mine is mine is uh, Notre Dame being overrated in September and it yeah. being exposed. Right. So. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I, I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the Texas Bama game because I almost missed a wedding because we were watching that game at the bar. Uh, we talked about this, and now it's funny that they spent all Saturday morning on game day leading up with the Colt McCoy game, right? The Colt McCoy-Alabama game. If Colt McCoy doesn't get hurt, does Texas win? And then once you have it, if, you know, Texas doesn't lose their quarterback, Quinn Ewers, on Saturday – does Texas win? And like, we don't know. We, you can't answer that because teams would have played different. You know, maybe, you know, the ball bounces this way, that way, but still it's funny on the like 10, 15 year anniversary of the Colt McCoy game. We get another, literally the same script. Yeah. Exact same script. It was awesome. So yeah, and that was a great, it was a great game. I really wanted to talk to Austin about it since he was obviously in Austin <laughs> at that game. I really wanted to see, see his thoughts and all that stuff. So again, hopefully he joins here. Moving forward. So let's go into our rankings here. So for a betting show, I had a great weekend of college football. I ended up going four and one in the bets. I did, did struggle in the NFL. I went one and four. Um, you made some, you were almost exact opposite. I mean, you went two and three in college, but then you went three and two in um, NFL to really make a comeback there. So overall standings, you and Austin are both seven and eight and I'm eight and seven. So really, really close right now. Dan and I say this all the time. We probably should say it on the podcast more, but like weeks one, two, and sometime even three, like it's okay to just be shooting for, you know, right around 500 end of the season goal is around 60%. Um, but the first two to three weeks is just such an unknown of how good teams actually are or how bad teams actually are. Right. Yeah. In the first couple of weeks, there's so much, well, we just saw it, you know, look at Houston, and Indianapolis tied on Sunday. Whoever would have saw that coming? You know, on paper, Indianapolis is a six and a half, seven point, you know, better team. Also, shout out the Colts. Apparently, uh, so Sunday was the first time they hadn't lost week one in like seven years. Just yep. insane. And now this week they're going down to Jacksonville, which they're historically terrible. 
the same time, this Colts team, in my opinion, is too good to start winless in the first two weeks. So it's, you know, something's got to give a uh, spoiler alert. That game is nowhere found on my ticket. Uh, I just want nothing to do with it. Mine either, because I, I truly believe the Colts are going to win that game as well. But again, the history shows, so I just had to stay away from it. So, all right, let's dive into this. Again, we're going to stick with our 10 games. I actually cheated and I went, I didn't really cheat. We can do whatever we want, but I went six college and four NFL. I'm trusting my gut here of like, hey, I'm doing better. I'm riding my hot streak of college. I'm going to ride that a little bit more than struggling in the NFL. So I will start us off and I will start us off with my Utah Utes, and they are minus 21 against San Diego State. Let's not forget, people, San Diego State, we lost to them in triple overtime last year on a catch that might have been a catch, might have not have been a catch, like really, and that was the game that Cam Rising ended up coming in at halftime and making a huge comeback. This is where Cam Rising became the starter last year. Utes, the Utes are wearing their Ute Tribe helmets, which are awesome. So, Dan, if you haven't seen those, you should check out the Utes' oh. Twitter account. They're, they're pretty oh, sweet. I have. I have. They're, yeah, they're, they're cool. Fan. And it gives me uh, San Diego State vibes a little bit. A little bit. Uh, I, I do like them. Yeah, me and my friends were saying that same thing. Is like it's interesting that you're wearing that against the Aztecs, but like, yeah, it's great. And then the Utes know they have to win, be winning games by 20 plus points moving forward. Like to like make up for that Florida loss, um, they're gonna have to be blowing teams out. I mean, look at last week. I know it's only Southern Utah University, but they literally put up 73 points against them, and like their starters didn't even basically play in the second half. Like, but they just continued to just make big plays. So, give me the Utes at minus 21 against San Diego State. Yeah, hey, love that. Uh, for me, starting things off on the college side, I'm going coastal. I've been riding coastal, man. They, uh, they've team come up for me big so far early this season. I'm gonna keep going. 14 point favorite at home versus Buffalo. I love it. I think Coastal just keeps going. They're going to be the mighty mites, whatever you want to call them. When we get to this point in the year, we see this with Utah too. Everybody said that, you know, Utah, once they get past Florida, they could run the schedule. Talk about Cincinnati. Once they get past, you know, the early season, they could probably run the schedule. That's the way it goes. That's why those early season games are so important. And like you said, Trees, now they have to win every game by 20. You know, you have to dominate the games you're supposed to dominate. I think that's the same with Coastal Carolina. They got Buffalo. 14-point favorite at home. I think I love it. I love it. Uh, for my next game, we're going to get a little dog action. Love a little dog at home. Uh, we have Auburn hosting Penn State as a three-point dog. I feel like Penn State shows up on the show every week as a team that, like, this team isn't good enough to win games, but they find a way to win games super ugly, which means they always play close games. So I think either A, Auburn is going to run Penn State out of the, out of the stadium with Tank be or it's going to be a super close game which means auburn's going to cover that three or at least push at the absolute worst case scenario like we've said you always bet tie to win you take a little less on the profit but you don't lose in a push so give me auburn getting three at home hosting penn state i also looked at this game and really really like that pick so love that all right my next one is Sam Hartman came back last week. I tried to tell you guys, everyone, this was the play, and it ended up being the play. They dominated last week. They're 16-and-a-half-point favorites against Liberty at home. This is going to be Sam Hartman's first home game of the year. Fans will be just electric. Uh, I don't think that Liberty's offense can keep up with 
this Wake Forest offense. I mean, Liberty has not scored 30 points this season, and they've played Southern Miss and UAB. If you're not able to put up 30 against them, like Sam Hartman and that offense is going to, they're putting up 45 minimum. So like, you gotta be, you gotta be going. And if they're trying to put that catch up game and trying to keep up, like I could see a lot of picks in this game for the wake defense. This wake defense is much better than last year. I think this wake team is being slept on in the ACC. Yeah. Especially with Hartman coming back. Like you said, that the whole offense changes when Sam is under center. So I think it's definitely going to be a high scoring affair. Love it. All right. Now it is time for my dog of the week. And this is a road team, but I'm taking Western Kentucky at plus six and a half against Indiana. Western Kentucky's offense is still fantastic. Like still, like it is very good. So you have Austin Reed uh, under center playing fantastic. Um, and they are facing off against the Indiana team that I think is going to also have the problem of trying to keep up with Western Kentucky, and that is not Indiana's game. Indiana's game is a very much a good 50-50 split, and they're going to be trying to keep up. You have that Western Kentucky coming off of a bye as well. So they played week zero and then played week one, did not play week two. So they've had an extra week to prepare for this game. I just don't see it. I also don't think that the Big Ten is particularly good this year, as you could see last week. Sorry about Wisconsin, by the way. Um, Give me Western Kentucky to keep this close, easily within six and a half. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game. Yeah, I'll tell you what. um, Wisconsin losing is a lot like Bruno. We don't talk about it. Uh, I didn't get to watch that game, so I'm I'm wearing that loss as a fan. I'm not superstitious, but I am a uh, little stitious. Uh, my next game, uh, I'm riding with you, Therese. Uh, I'm taking Wake as a 16-and-a-half-point favorite hosting Liberty. He said, I think it's just too much. I think Wake Forest is too much with Sam Hartman. Liberty hasn't necessarily been strong this season either, so I think Wake is absolutely with that long mesh net – Wake has the ugliest offense in the in the country. Okay, I hate it. The long mesh is the ugliest form of offense out there. I would rather watch freaking the Giants run quarterback draws on third and eight on replay for the rest of my life than watch that long mesh crap. God, I hate it. Anyway, on to happy things. We had a line change. Since we started this show, we've had a line change of a point and a half, which is awesome because I was already taking our Boilermakers as a half point dog now or as a half point favorite excuse me now they jumped up one point dog going to Syracuse Therese we talked about a little bit pre-show this is probably our favorite game of the weekend like there's not a lot of real bangers on the slate this weekend but Purdue and Syracuse folks tune in that's going to be an awesome game watch my personal hero Charlie Jones just slice up the orange uh, I think it's going to be a tight game, but I think uh, Jones probably, if you're in the prop bets, probably goes over for 120 and two touchdowns. So, uh, yeah, give me my Boilermakers as now a road dog at Syracuse. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good one. I'm sticking with that game, as you just said, one of our favorites. I'm taking the over on this game at 58 and a half points. So under under 59, these two teams are combined averaging 80 point over 80 points per game, which is fantastic for offenses. I will say both of the defenses are better than expected. Um, so that could 
make things interesting. But this is the type of game that you you see every week where you just wait for one team to have one big play. And once that one big play happens, all hell breaks loose. And then multiple big plays happen back and forth and back and forth. And all of a sudden, before you know it, you just had a 28-point quarter, even though you only had like three points in the first. This is going to be the game that on at the end of the first quarter, just like the Texas-Alabama game when I was like, it's dead. I'm going to text you at the end of the first and be like, oh, man, this might be dead. And then by halftime, you're going to be texting me back big. No, like it's still alive. Let's go. So give me the offense. I'm going to trust the offenses over the defenses here. Give me the over 58 and a half Purdue Syracuse. My next game is my whatever we want to call it. We actually need to come up with a name of whatever our lock of the week is. Like, I don't want to like be copying everybody else's of like whatever their thing is, but like my lock of the week, my best bet of the week, whatever you want to call it is over 47 for Kansas State Tulane. 47, folks. That is very low scoring. Let me remind you, Kansas State is averaging like 39 points a game, and Tulane is averaging 47 a game. That is averaging over 80 points a game, and this is only 47. Do I understand that Tulane has played some garbage teams? Yes, they have. But give me 30 or 40% of the points that you're normally getting against trash teams against a team like this. That means you're getting, what, in that 24 to 28 range? And then Kansas State's going to put up points. They're going to put up at least 35 themselves. So this game, this game's going into the 60s. I'm calling it now. This game's going into the 60s. I think it's going to be over before the third quarter is over. I absolutely love Love, love the over here. Give me, you know, Martinez. Give me, what's the, what's the, I'm blanking right now. What's the running back's name for Kansas State? Deuce, Deuce Vaughn. Thank you. Yeah, Deuce Vaughn. He's, he's been electric. He had like 160 yards uh, last week. I think he's going to continue to just keep running, running it down the throat. Yeah, hey, no arguments here. That, uh, that might be later in the show when we're doing a parlay. Uh, my final college game is that I'm just doing I, – I got an even split here, five and five college and NFL. is something I don't like doing, but I feel like every week I got to sneak one in. And this week for my under, we're going out to California. Fresno State and USC has an over-under of 74. Now, I understand these are two very lethal offenses with Jake Hayner from Fresno State. And, of course, you know, hey, anytime you have Lincoln Riley, you know you're going to put up points. 74 just seems like a lot. Uh, Fresno State hasn't exactly had it like normal uh, this season. So I'm just playing the odds here, folks. Late night, Pac-12 at night, whatever you want to call it. The under 74 Fresno State and USC. It's a bad slate this week. This is one game I actually feel pretty good about. Uh, I love this one as well. Um, I am switching up this lot. My, my sixth one, like I've actually loved the college. Like I, I considered doing like eight or nine college games this year or this week yeah. because I just love it. So I'm switching this up. I did, I did have USC at minus 12 here. Um, I've been going back and forth for the last two days on this one. I'm switching it up. I'm going to go the over 52 and a half in app state versus Troy. So, okay. 
52 points, not that much. We know what App State's offense can be, right? Like when they play face North Carolina, they put up 61 points by themselves. They Then they just came off of a upset win on the road at Texas A&M. They only put up 17. But Texas A&M's defense is one of the best in the country. To me, putting up 17 points against Texas A&M, on, like at Texas A&M, is like putting up 30 against any other like SEC team. Like it is really impressive. And then you have Troy over here. Troy again playing some garbage teams, not that great. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. Last week it was Alabama A&M. They put up 38. They then they put up 10 against Ole Miss at Ole Miss home opener. So again. Let's say you just split the difference there. Let's just say you put up 17 points. You're not even needing – you're needing like 35, 36 from from App State, which I think App State will easily be able to get. So give me the over 52, App State at Troy. A little Sunbelt action there. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a little Sunbelt action here on a Wednesday morning. Uh, flipping over into the NFL side. So this is where I made up ground. College kind of beat me up last week. NFL is where we're coming out ahead, folks. I have something I'm going to put on recording right now. And this is the thing you're not supposed to say, but Patrice, I think New England's dead. I do. This team is so fucking bad. They're bad. I'm sorry. They're bad. They're really bad. Miami, Miami missed Cal- that game could have been 40 to nothing it could have been Miami could have been 40 to nothing a couple missed plays Miami went through they lost three offensive tackles they lost three offensive tackles throughout the game shuffled the line around and still dropped 20 the defense and the offensive line has always been what New England could lean on if all those fails they can just run the ball with Damian Harris guess what they can't do that now they can't run the ball and the defense can't stop a nosebleed. So you got Pittsburgh coming into town, and I understand that Najee Harris is potentially hurt. Potentially. New England is still strong against the run. They cannot guard anyone in the pass game. And not. So Pittsburgh as a point-and-a-half dog at home. Excuse me, this game is in Pittsburgh. So a dog at home. Pittsburgh coming into New England. Mac Jones is already banged up, and his team's playing like dog crap. Would have thought a Matt Patricia led offense is non functional. Couldn't have seen that one coming, Bill. So, yeah, give me the Pittsburgh. I think they win this game and it's going to be a long season up in the Northeast. This is my worry, though, is New England, of course, is dead the year that now all of a sudden you have some excellent quarterbacks coming out and they're going to end up. And given, do they actually give up on Mac Jones? Probably not. But like, then they have that option, right? Of like, do they end up going with the CJ Stroud? Do they go with, you know, Bryce Young or anything like that? Like, that's the word. Like, this is like Peyton Manning being out and then the Colts getting Andrew. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're not going to turn away from Mac Jones going into his, what will be his third year at that point. Will they? I mean, if they have a top two pick, I don't know. I think everything is on the table. I don't think they're going to be that bad. Um, My wish for New England from the bottom of my heart is that they it's have like seven, four, like I was gonna say seven, like no, wins. seven wins, seven wins. So they're really out for the rest they're of eternity. Really quarter, the rest really of eternity, I would like them to get seven wins. Yes, I love that. Go seven I and ten that. forever. I love that. Deserve <laughs> purgatory. All right, I'm up. Again, only four NFL games for me. This kind of feels like a trap game, but I'm going to take it. Cincinnati minus seven at the Cowboys. No Dak. Cowboys looked completely lost. 
offensive line is beat up. Again, no quarterback. They're not playing Pollard the probably the way they should. Zeke actually looked pretty good. I know his stat line didn't look that good, but like Zeke looked pretty good on Sunday night. Um, they they weren't finding a way to get CD Lamb open. It was the Noah Brown show, and maybe that's just because teams are just like, hey, no Cooper on the other side. We're gonna just double team and have a safety over the top on Lamb all season long. Maybe that's what they do. So it kind of feels like a trap game, but. Whatever. I'm going to take it. Give me the Bengals minus seven. Also, I know this is no breaking news. Everybody says this, but like Cowboys should be trading for like Jimmy G or something like that. Like they should be like, they should not be trading there. They should not be just like letting this sit for like four to six weeks. You and I might differ on this opinion, but like, so I don't think it's Jimmy G that they should trade for. And like, I think like if they do trade for somebody, it could end up being a Jimmy G, but I feel like either a Teddy Bridgewater would be really good there because, you know, he's been a consummate pro for so yeah. long. And the name I really want to see there, but it won't happen because it's inner division is bring Gardner Minshew down to Dallas. Like that would be awesome. I would love just yeah. distribute the ball, just distribute the ball. But yeah, obviously sure. in their division, Philly's not going to be like, Oh, Hey Dallas, you don't have a starting quarterback. Let's, let's help you out. Uh, yeah. That's not going to happen. But uh, my next game, Therese, is another dog. We're rolling the dogs this week. And do you know, two years as playing quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what is Tom Brady's record against the Saints? Uh, When you're talking regular season, I believe he is one and three against them in the regular season. Uh, Nope. He has as many wins against the Saints as I do. He is 0 and 4 as the starter of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Saints. In the regular season. In the regular season. Yep, regular season. So, New Orleans hosting Tampa Bay as a three-point dog. I like what I saw from New Orleans. They said that Kamara was playing with some rib issues is why he was kind of limited touch-wise. So, I expect that to be on the upswing. And, uh, honestly, I don't love what Tampa's got going on right now. The fastest way to Tom Brady is through the center of the line. The center of the line did not look good last week. Uh, New Orleans has – you know, historically had a very strong line, Cam Jordan and company. So I kind of like New Orleans to get after Brady early often, and I think they could probably come out with a win here. So uh, we're going to get more Jameis Winston interviews, which is always fun for everybody. It is always fun for everybody. <laughs> All right. Sorry, we're a little off now. I'll let you go back to back, and then we'll be able oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so next game is Baltimore hosting the Miami Dolphins. I'm taking the over in this game. I think this game could go two, one of two ways, which is kind of scary. This could definitely be a 10 to three game where neither offense does anything, or this could game could just be absolutely bonkers. Like this could be a 45, 42 kind of game where everything goes bad shit crazy. And that's what I'm looking for. Uh, I think this could be like the Lamar game that we've all seen before last year. I understand Miami shut Lamar the heck down on Thursday night football by running that zero coverage and putting everyone in the box and just say, well, if you have, you know, half a second to throw the ball, maybe you will be screwed. And he was. So uh, I like the over in this game though. I think Mike McDaniel drawn up some really good plays. Miami was about a half a step away on multiple plays. Like I said, from having a 40 to nothing victory over new England last week. So uh, I like the over in this game, Miami and Baltimore, 44 and a half. Yeah, that, that's going to be a very, very fun game. Um, another name, sorry, I'm going back to like three games ago, that Cowboys-Bengals game. Another quarterback that it absolutely 1,000% will never happen, but Tyler Huntley going over to them would be also 
very, very fun. It would be. Do you think the offense would, like, work? Yes. Yeah, it, Baltimore is so specific to what they do with their quarterback style-wise. I don't know if that fits, you know, more but like traditional it, that Dallas would run, but, like, it's a nice card to have in your back pocket, you know, a quarterback with that athleticism to extend plays. Like, well, you know, Dak does that as, as well. Yeah, and like Huntley's not like just this running quarterback only. Like he oh, didn't right. do that at Utah. Right? At Utah, so, like, right? So, anyways, just like, and maybe that's me. I mean, again, it's not. It's not a maybe. It is. It's me just wanting to just like see him as a starter. So, okay, moving on. Taking it, the rest of mine are over under, so that's great. So over fifty one and a half, Las Vegas Raiders versus the Arizona Cardinals. I will be at this game this weekend. So excited about that. But Vegas looked, they looked all right. They're pass heavy. Like they're going to, they're not going to target Adams as much as they did. Like what he had like 18 targets, I think 17 targets last week. It was, like, it was insane. Like, like literally like 50%. It's not going to be that. I think, I think that he's going to realize him being car is going to realize, okay, I, I can't do this. I got to get like Renfro involved a little bit more. I got to get, uh, Waller a little bit more, more involved and it's going to make that team a lot more dangerous they did not play Zamir White a single snap which I was shocked on I for sure thought he was going to get start taking things away from Josh Jacobs from the get-go and I think he should but anyways there's that I think that that defense has weaknesses um, if you can protect you know stop Chandler Jones and Max Crosby um, I think Arizona is going to be able to put up some points. I think over 51 and a half is going to be fairly, fairly easy on this one. I think this is going to be a pretty high scoring game. So over 51 and a half there, the next one is over 51 and that is going to be Minnesota at Philly Monday night. We got two Monday night games this week. Don't forget folks. This one's the later one. I know Minnesota's defense looked really good. I think that Philly just plays a totally different type of style than Green Bay did that is going to cause some issues there. Minnesota's offense looked fantastic, like literally like fantastic over uh, under O'Connell's offense. Um, I think that both of these teams can put up over 30 points. Like Jalen Hurts looked pretty solid. Um, he also targeted A.J. Brown a shit ton. I think he's going to have to start targeting other guys. You can't let Devontae Smith go without a catch again. Like, your offense just is not going to be at its fullest, like, threat unless you get both of those wide receivers involved. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Devontae Smith did have the four targets, but unfortunately no catch for me and all of his other fantasy owners uh, was not ideal. But, uh, you know, hey, here or there, yeah, I would love to see uh, Devontae Smith get involved early, often, heavily. <laughs> um, so the other part of that Minnesota's offense looking awesome was how bad Green Bay's defense looked. I'm sorry, but I don't care if you're in a junior high football defensive coordinator. When there is an athlete to the level of Justin Jefferson in the slot, you cannot allow your outside linebacker to line up on him in coverage. Okay, that is not fair. You might as well have me out there trying to cover him. And let me tell you, folks, I am not equipped to guard Justin Jefferson. So, Bay's offense, or excuse me, defense really needs some work. Their offense could use some work too. But I'm taking the over for Chicago traveling up Green Bay at 42 and a half. And this is because I think Chicago can get a field goal. Okay, if Chicago gets a field goal, this over under might hit. Uh, three, two and a half. Green Bay owns Chicago, specifically Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago. He told them last weekend or uh, last year, excuse me, there's no reason to think that he won't. 
Justin Watson dropped an easy touchdown pass last year, giving MVS vibes to all the Packer fans. I think this is where Green Bay gets to go. And we talked about it. Lafleur after his uh, after the after a loss, he's like nine and zero against the spread with an average margin of victory of fourteen, I believe. So yeah, everything's lining up for Green Bay to just bathe in the tears of Chicago fans for the umpteenth year in a row. Give me the over Chicago forty two and a half. And uh, my final game is Detroit at home against the Commanders as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. So this is my only NFL favorite of the weekend, uh, one of three total favorites I have this weekend. And it's because everything went right for the Manders last weekend, and they still had to go until the last second to get a victory. All right, Detroit can score points. We learned that Jared Goff, love him, hate him, they can score points. So I like this. I think the Commanders were overrated. Yeah, overrated. I don't think it's a good team at all. Carson Wentz had the game of his life. He will not do that again because he's Carson Wentz. So I like Detroit's cover here. Motor City's humming. Love it. Uh, Two things about your last games. So Green Bay coming off of a loss. Matt LaFleur is 9-0 with an average winning um, margin of 14 and a half coming off of losses. So love that for the over. It means they're going to put up points. Detroit, this is their first time being favored in a game. I think it said in like something like 27 games, 25 games, 27 games, something like that. So it's been a few years. So, um, all right, cool. And then my next one is I'm taking the under here at 47 and a half with the Rams at Atlanta. I think the Rams are going to be pissed. I think this defense is going to shut Atlanta down. I think that Atlanta is lucky to get 10 points. And I think the Rams will get to like 31, maybe 35, and that'll be under. So I think it's going to be close, but I think that the Rams defense by not allowing Atlanta to get over 10 is going to make it so this game hits. So give me the under 47 and a half Rams versus the Falcons. Cordero Patterson. (laughs) Right? Uh, Cordero, baby, go on. I know. Uh, I know. It was crazy. Like, I I have him. Go ahead. I have him in a in a dynasty league, and if Najee doesn't play, I'm between Cordell Patterson or Chase Edmonds uh, going against Baltimore, and I don't love either matchup. But uh, that's a decision I'm going to have to make Sunday morning. So hopefully, just Najee plays. But. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully there. All right, cool. So we'll do both of our three game parlays, and then we'll do our five game one. So I already said in my three game, I already said that Kansas State to lane game that I feel so confident about over 47, taking that. I'm taking Wake minus six and a half versus Liberty. And then I'm taking my Utes minus 21 against San Diego State. All college, all everything. Let's straight go. Three game parlay. Let's hit it. Yeah. And I got the Auburn as a dog at home, three point dog to Penn State. I got Coastal Carolina as a 14-point favorite uh, hosting Buffalo. And then I snuck an NFL game in there because this would be my, like, lock of the weekend, slam dunk, whatever you want to call it, in uh, the overhitting for Chicago at 42-and-a-half between the Bears and Packers. Love so, it. I guess without Austin, he didn't put his games in. Come on. Telling me, Smalls. We're going to come up with a five-game parlay, just me and Teresa, kicking it back to last season. Last week, we got burned, man. Uh, Carolina burned us hard. We each had Carolina in our three-leg parlay and our five-game parlay, and Baker shit the bed. 
So, I mean, I don't know if we want to double up any games from our three to our five, if we want to make it out of some different games. We'll see. How are you feeling? I think I think we need to – we'll probably have to double up on a few, but uh, I don't think there will be any that have – obviously there won't be any that have all three because we don't have any matches on our both of our three-game parlays. So – Let's just do it this way. You pick your two favorite. I'll pick my two favorite. And then just like how we did last week, I guess I get the third since I'm in the lead. Wow. Okay. Uh, you know, last oh, week in the parlay, wow, okay. last week, last week in the parlay, you know, both of my bets hit, but you know, whatever. Ooh, ooh, that is, uh, I mean, yeah. It's, it's a fact. It's a, it's a, it's a fact is what it is. Chris. It is a fact. Um, <laughs> it is a fact. And I went one in one in ours. So wait wow. a second, but what's it no, like? You went, you went, you went two and one, and because the Carolina game lost, and you had that, you went no, two the, and one. no, the, the, oh well, that doesn't count. That was everybody. I mean, and the V Tech yeah. one was me. Yeah, but I also had V Tech. Yeah, you're, now now you're playing both sides here. And then you I had the, then I had the over. <laughs> okay, okay, on games where we didn't match, I was one and zero, oh, and you were zero oh and one. Is that better? There we go. That's better. Okay, that's better. All right, wow. I love that. Well, well, well you that. didn't win a single. You didn't win a single parlay game that we didn't match. How's that make you feel? I mean, looking at that overall record of me being in first place feels great. A game, <laughs> a game, a game. I love All right. it. All right, we got to get it. this thing figured out. All right, so I like. I'm trying not to double up. I. This is what I want. I think we can double up on one of our games, but one of them we can't. Okay. Well, for my first game, then I'll let you one in, is I'm going to take Pittsburgh against New England. All right. So Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh has a point and a half dog against New England. And that's, my, that's not anywhere else besides my regular picks. That's not in my parlay. Yep. So you pick the game. I'm going to take the – I'm going to take the over – 51 and a half in the Vegas Arizona game. Okay. See, I think we should get a, I'm going to try to get a college game in. I, my and next I, one, my next one is college. I, I'm doubling up on the over 47 Kansas State Tulane game. So, okay. 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 So that's open. I think, I don't, I'm trying really hard not to let a team burn me multiple times. You know, because yeah. then you start to get sour on them. And I think we should put in the Wake Liberty game. I think the Wake Liberty game we feel really good about. Uh, so we'll ride with uh, our, our Deacons this weekend. I love that. Okay. Okay. So that means we got one more to go. Oh, man. This is a tough one. Okay. So <clears throat> right now we're perfectly balanced. We got two NFL, two college. Um, yep. So we can go anywhere with it. You have a favorite bet on mine, and then I'll grab a favorite off yours, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about them here. Yeah. Okay, I got mine. I really like the over of fifty one for Minnesota Philly. Like you said, I think Justin Jefferson seems to be on that Cooper Cup track of like trying to get that triple crown for a wide receiver, and the Philadelphia offense has been humming uh you know through week one not to mention it is a Dalen Rager revenge game which means he might play 10 percent of snaps 
which means nothing. I didn't. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, just like, wait, 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 what, what, what? Yeah, it took me a second. I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah. yeah. We want. We are we overlooking the fact that they're probably going to let Charlie Garner Johnson talk shit to Justin Jefferson the entire game. Um, no, I think that they're probably like, hey, we're okay losing you for the game if we lose if they lose Justin Jefferson. Like, we're right? No, that's what I'm saying. Out. Like, if I'm Justin yeah. Jefferson, I am making my girlfriend significant other delete Instagram. This week, because otherwise, Charlie Garner Johnson is going to be in her DMs. Yeah, we we yeah. We, we know that that, that don't play. Yes, so. exactly, exactly. Um, man, dude, there's a couple on here of yours that I that I do like here. Um, I do like I do like the Lions at minus two and a half. I really do. Um, I also like the over forty two and a half with Chicago and Green Bay. Okay, I faded that just because I had it in my three leg. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. And I was going to say, and I guess you have your the Coastal Carolina minus 14. That was the other one that really stood out to me. So I say we're down to either over 42 and a half for Chicago at Green Bay, or we're at the over 51 Minnesota Philly. Where's the Minnesota Philly game at? You know? I, oh, it's at Philly. Okay, so okay, so these are both open. I was gonna say the tiebreaker for me was gonna be if it was in Minnesota at the dome, you know, because then you then we don't have the weather scenario. Like last yeah. week, I got screwed because that tsunami came into Chicago. Yeah. Um, so okay, well that doesn't help at all. Then, man, I, I'll leave it up to you. Um, I like all those games. Obviously, um, I feel really good about them. We can't even say that you know we go points versus over under because we're two and two right now. Um, yeah, exactly. So the actually, and I'm going to change this now because this line also just changed. So Detroit, oh. Detroit is now only one and a half. Not that oh, it's a go. difference, but like you do like to see that. Um, I'm just trying to think here. Like, want to know what, dude? Let's do it. Let's okay. let's ride let's ride Campbell here. Let's ride yeah, Dan Campbell. Yeah, exactly. I want I want you know it's it, it, if everything goes poorly. And we get to two college games, right? I would rather have games riding into Sunday than games riding into, you know, than dying on Saturday. So, exactly. Uh, okay. Sunday cool. afternoon, so, and then folks, fighting Dan Campbell's. Yes, exactly. So, we got Pitt plus one and a half against New England, over 51 with the Raiders Cardinals game. We got over 47 Kansas State Tulane game. We got minus 16 and a half Wake versus Liberty, and then minus one and a half Lions versus Commanders. That's it, folks. I'm I really like it. it. I'm yeah. feeling it. We we've struggled with our parlays. It's weird. Like we've actually won a lot of our like single bets, but we we've struggled with parlays. But this is the week. We got it. Yeah, exactly. And if you have your parlays, make sure you uh, tweet them at us at Talking Football, and uh, we'll probably end up playing those as well because we just simply can't help ourselves. <laughs> tweet them at us on by by Friday, so either Wednesday or Thursday, and we will make sure that we play them. And by Wednesday, I mean, it is Wednesday morning right now. And I got to hurry and edit this and get this out by noon. So fun times for me. Let's ride. Good luck to everybody in fantasy, your teams, your gambling, all of it. We appreciate y'all. And tonight we've been talking football.